Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, amazing. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have my first guests, Jennifer and Steph Suto. They are twin sisters who speak at entrepreneur events about the importance of Instagram stories and how to use them to network effectively. These two ladies' story is very inspiring to me because just in February this year, they were servers in a restaurant where they felt stuck and decided to quit. They drained their savings attending business conferences around the country, and now they are working for top leaders in the business industry, traveling around the world in tours and speaking on stage. Let's hear it. Thank you so much for being here, girls. So after you graduated from college, you were working in a restaurant and felt stuck. You decided to attend conference, but not just one conference. You signed up for one conference per week. That is amazing. What made you decide to show up for yourself? Well, first of all, that's a great question. And thank you again for having us on. We're honored to be on your show, um, especially being the very first guest. Basically, like we lit a fire under our own butts and we were kind of motivated by fear at first because in February of this year, we actually quit our jobs after going to, uh, first we went to the 10X Growth Conference and then we went to Funnel Hacking Live in Nashville about a week later. And after that, we came back home to our apartment in Seattle and we were like, you know what? We're meant to do more. We can't just be servers in a restaurant all of our lives. We're meant to do greater things. And so we called up our boss right on the spot and we just said, look, we're really sorry, but we can't come into work anymore. And she was like, honestly, I totally understand. I know that you guys have a really big vision for your life and I support you guys. So from there, we're like, okay, we need momentum because we don't know what we're going to do, but we know that we want to figure out what we're going to do and we want to figure out as fast as possible. You know, if they say, if you're going to fail, fail fast. So we're like, okay, let's just line up a bunch of conferences and maybe we'll just figure it out from there. And that's basically what we did. We just went to a ton. We flew to a bunch of random conferences throughout the U.S. And uh, that's when we ended up figuring out what problem we could solve in the entrepreneur event space, which was showcasing events through Instagram stories to kind of show what they're like. Yeah, that's how we got started. We ended up doing it for the whole Thinking Grow Rich US tour and this multimillionaire John Shin ended up taking us under his wing and that's kind of what really kicked it off for us as well. Thank you for sharing your story. That is amazing. And I know a lot of success for you has been from networking, right? From the networks you experienced from these events. So what are the keys to networking? Keys to networking? I would say, well, first of all, I also wanted to touch on this um, because Jen graduated, but I actually dropped out. And so for me, I was going to conferences before, like basically when Jen was in school, I would just be going to conferences and I went alone most of the time. And so a lot of people, I think, go alone and they don't know how to network, you know, when they are alone because they might feel awkward or weird. But in all reality, it just takes making eye contact and actually shaking someone's hand and introducing yourself to start off the networking. Because I think most people don't even get to that step because we go to a lot of conferences and you'd be surprised how many people are not 
you know, walking around, shaking people's hands, saying hi to them and, and introducing themselves and, and asking questions and being generally interested in the other person. I think most people are just thinking about themselves. They're kind of shy. And so for us, it's like, you know, we've met some pretty, I guess, people that we've looked up to for a while, pretty quote unquote intimidating people. But we're like, well, you know what? We're not going to let this opportunity pass us by if they're right there. You know, if Ty Lopez is right there. I mean, we met Brad Lee. We have been listening to his podcast for a while. And it's like, most people were too scared to just go up to Brad and say hi, but we're like, you know what? He's a human being, you know? He's not like, he's not going to be intimidating if we just act cool and casual. And I think that's just the key is just being cool when you're meeting these people. Yes. So how did you overcome the fear of talking to these super successful people in the beginning? Well, I think it was, so for Funnel Hacking Live, which was the event that, that made us quit our jobs. That was actually the event where we first went up to someone who we thought, you know, was big in the in the entrepreneur space. And I was actually, I'm more of an introvert. And so I was like, no, Steph, I do not want to go up to this guy named Jaden Gross, tell up as his best student. Steph's like, Jen, come on, let's go say hi. Like, I want to say hi. I'm like, no, like, I don't want to say hi. Like, I'm <laughs> too nervous. And um, for me, as an introvert, I think having someone as an extrovert with you at an event is super helpful because they're going to kind of be a little bit more willing to push the limits and go and introduce themselves to people. But also, mostly, like, we would just say, okay, let's meet people. Like, let's just walk around and talk to people. And we would just like force ourselves to walk around and just talk to people. And I think the easiest thing to get to start talking to someone is to just give them a compliment. So like if you're just starting to walk by someone, you can say, oh, wow, I really like those shoes. You know, where did you get them? And then ask them a question. And then they're going to start talking about their shoes a little bit. And then you can transition the conversation. Okay, so, you know, why are you here? What do you do? And find out more information. And then it's mostly just keeping in contact, really. Getting some sort of phone number or social media handle and just um, messaging them after the event, thanking them for taking the time to talk to you or meeting them and just kind of keeping in contact. I think that's huge as well because, you know, after the event, if you don't really keep in contact with the people you meet, it's kind of a little bit pointless. But that's how we've made a lot of big connections is we just stayed connected with people over um, Instagram mostly. So after going to these conferences and talking to these amazing people, what did you learn that gave you the biggest mind shift? Um, I think for me, uh, personally, uh, we could both say what we learned, but, but what I learned was that, you know, because you see social media and obviously people put what they want other people to see out there. They don't put like their whole life. And so for me, meeting, meeting these like big people that I looked up to on social media, meeting them in person and really like having conversations, what I really learned was, wow, there's a lot more to people than most people even realize and and I realized that they're not putting their whole life out there like there's a lot of stuff that they don't talk about because for for certain reasons and I just realized that the humans that I was looking up to there's more there's more dimensions to them they're they're more than just what I thought that they were so that was kind of an epiphany for me just realizing that people are different in person than they are online Jen, what'd you like? Yeah, I think for me, it was just the fact that it was easier than you would think to to get to know these speakers and you know the big people in the in the industry because 
like Steph said earlier, a lot of people are shy and not really that willing to, you know, talk to some of the speakers or, or continue a relationship with them. And yeah, like just as an example, I don't know if you know Nicholas and Amanda Bayerly, but they had spoke at Funnel Hacking Live, which there's like 4,000 plus people there. And we ended up talking to them for just a little bit and getting a picture. Well, after that, we stayed connected on social media and um, next thing you know, you know, they were throwing an event and we're like, hey, can we run your Instagram stories for your event? And they were the first person to ever say yes to us. And we just stayed connected since then. We've been referring them on podcasts and just, just keeping that connection open. I think mostly for me, what I learned was that you can really connect to whoever as long as you're willing to stay connected and you like them and they like you. Right. So going to these conferences has been valuable in terms of opportunities for you and the connections. What else was valuable to you from all these conferences? I think I think not just the big people that you meet, like not just the speakers, but honestly, all the people in general that pay for a ticket that go to those events, meeting them has been really inspiring because um, especially as like a millennial, you know, we're 24. A lot of people at these conferences are our age. So it's kind of cool just seeing, oh, wow, there's a lot of people that are like-minded. I think whenever I'm kind of like in a down spot in my life, maybe I'm depressed or maybe I'm just not in a good mood. It's because I'm not going out and meeting like-minded people and, and the people that I'm surrounding myself with aren't the best. So when I put myself in the position to be at an event where everyone around me is highly motivated, they're inspired, they're ready to learn. Well, when I put myself in those positions, I feel better. I actually feel better. So that's why I think people should go to more conferences because you're, you're changing your surroundings and you realize really quickly that you're not the only one that is crazy or it is like thinking about all these ideas you're not the only one there's a bunch of people that are just like you and it just takes going to a conference that they all go to to realize that and to realize you know you're not alone and there's a lot of people out there that are very motivated and inspired as well you just have to go out there and find the events that they're going to Definitely. I absolutely agree with you. Um, Being in a tribe of high vibe environment is amazing. So you own an online shop called the Glitter Twins and you made tens of thousands of dollars by selling only on Instagram. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. We actually started it two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And when we started it, we knew um, nothing about business. We knew nothing. Yeah, we literally knew nothing about it. We, we've in fact almost been sued like three times now. And we've had to legally change our name. Like we've, we've gone through a lot with the glitter business, but it's taught us so much. And how we started was we actually built up an audience before we ever had product. So I think this is really important. A lot of people, they'll try to buy a bunch of products and not know the market before they try to sell. We decided to build up a market before we even had any product to begin with. So we knew we wanted to be in the glitter business because we went to a festival slash rave and we were like, oh my God, this is awesome. We like, we love to party, you know, we'd love to be part of this community and just everyone's so nice and friendly. So we're like, well, what kind of, you know, what, what, what small problem can we solve in this community to, to get, to be involved with it? And we saw, you know, everyone's glitter was just falling off their face by the end of the night. It looked horrible. And we said, well, there's that, that's like a little problem. I mean, you know, it's a first world problem, but it's a little problem where your glitter is falling off your face at the end of the night. How can we fix that? 
So that's when we created Glitter Gel that actually stays on your face all night. It's all natural, aloe vera based. Uh, but before we even did that, we just built up an audience by DMing a bunch of glitter companies and getting them to send us samples of their glitter for free and then creating looks with that and just creating a bunch of content around their product. And so then we built up a customer base of people that like glitter. And so by the time we came out with our own product, we already knew what the market wanted. They, they, had, they had told us through us trying other people's product. And that enabled us to be able to like sell it as soon as we came out with it. You know, we were on, we started off on Etsy, but we we're making a solid amount on Etsy and eventually Etsy takes a percentage. So we're like, well, we need to just get our own website and start selling more. And, and now we have our uh, glitter on Shopify. So what do you do daily on your IG stories to promote your products? Oh, so we have a separate account called the Glitter Twins. And yeah, I would say that Instagram stories and going live are what has sold, uh, that's like what's sold the most products for us. So we go live every day and, you know, we talk about the product, we connect with our customer base and, you know, we'll do swatches and tutorials. And same with the story, we'll post, oh, we'll check out this glitter, we'll show swatches, just constantly showing the product. Um, we're actually just coming out with a new collection, but we only open the shop for like one week out of every month, just because there's, there's pretty high demand right now and we almost like can't keep up, so we have to figure something else out. But, but yeah, it's just showing it off and, and just, we have a lot of ambassadors that also help that. And it's just kind of getting it in front of, in front of people's faces and getting them to see our face and us every single day and really getting people to connect with us. Well, in the beginning, we were actually, this is how we mostly built up was that, so kind of like, you know, how we go to a lot of entrepreneur events now. Well, instead of entrepreneur events, what we used to do is go to a lot of festivals. We would basically go to like multiple festivals every month and we would have a huge totem, which is basically like a pole with a big, you know, cardboard cutout. And it said the Glitter Twins. And we would go to every single festival holding that totem, having glitter with us, putting glitter on people and taking a bunch of videos, making a ton of content around the festival because it just shows fun and, and people, that's how we met. We literally went out and met all of our customers going to festivals. And so what happens is we take a video with someone, we post it on our story, we make sure to tag them. Later they see that, they repost it, and then all their friends that go to festivals see that as well. They see us putting glitter on them. They see our name, the Glitter Twins. So it's a good marketing tactic to be going to, like literally going to where your customer base is and then creating content there. That's how we really built it up. Now we don't go to as many festivals. We have ambassadors that go to festivals for us, but we used to go to like all the festivals. That's all that we would spend our money on is just going to a bunch of festivals and not even having a booth, but actually walking around. And that was huge for us. Yes. And your hard work paid off. But now you go to these business conferences. After going to these business conferences, has it helped your glitter business? Yeah, it has actually. Because um, business, whenever we say, uh, yeah, we, we own a glitter company, people are like, wait, what? Did you just say glitter? <laughs> They're like confused <laughs> because nobody does that. It's like it, when you're in the entrepreneur space, everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm in marketing. Oh yeah, I'm in this. But we're like, oh yeah, we own a glitter company. They're just like, what the heck? But 
it's helped us because it's a product business at the end of the day. It doesn't matter, you know, specifically that it's glitter. We have a target audience, which is people that go to festivals. We're big on social media and that's our marketing. And there's a lot of things that we've learned from these events. Our ambassadors, I mean, we learned that from events. We learned, okay, we need other people to represent us. And that's when we started getting ambassadors. And that was a really smart move. And then from Grant Cardone, 10X, you know, he always says 10X your goals. We learned that from him. And so we're like, well, if we're going to make product, like let's make, let's make way more than we normally do. And let's sell way more than we normally do. And so it's gotten us to kind of think bigger and think more with a business mind rather than glitter. It can be kind of more of a art, an art form or more of a creative side. Um, which it is creative, but it's kind of got us to think more business-like. Awesome. So in between this, when you feel a little bit low or you feel like you need to reset your mindset, what do you do? Usually like for me, if I'm feeling, you know, if I'm kind of in a tough spot, I realize that my thoughts, what I'm constantly thinking about, that's like what's really ultimately affecting my feelings, which my feelings determine how I'm actually going to act. So it all starts with the thought. The thought is like the very first thing. And so for me, if I'm feeling down, I'll, I'll listen to more podcasts because I want my thoughts to be positive, optimistic thoughts. And so I'll just basically brainwash myself and listen to positive content, good podcasts, you know, like this one right here, just things that are going to inspire me and motivate me and make me feel good because you know you can't really accomplish a lot if you don't feel good so yeah i would say i listen to podcasts what do you do stuff yeah for me i usually i finally like figured it out because everyone is different but for me personally it's when i'm feeling down and i am always kind of every year in my life is always a roller coaster so within the year there's always a couple months where i'm feeling down and it's always like spread out throughout the year i'm sure other people feel like this too but for me, it's always because I'm not working out every day consistently. And, and I'm a very like physical person. So if I'm not working out, it's usually goes hand in hand with how I'm feeling. So for me, consistently, I've been working out for the past couple months and I'm feeling really good right now. But just like three months ago, I wasn't consistently working out and I was totally feeling that a lot. So for me, it's very physical. I, I have to actually physically do an activity in order to feel better. That's great. So you are surrounded by these top business coaches and mentors. Do you work with any coach other than your mentor and John Shin? Not at the moment, actually. We know that we probably should get one because I know mentors are different than coaches. Basically, mm -hmm. mentors aren't coaches. So coaches are really going to show you like specifically what you need to be doing. Mentors are more inspirational. So mm -hmm. for us, everyone who's been a mentor in our life, they don't necessarily tell you what to do. They mostly just lead the way. So they'll do something and then you, it's kind of your job to, to take what you can from them and learn from what you see them doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I know that there's a difference between a mentor and a coach. And those people do get that confused sometimes. I know that they're different and yeah, we definitely eventually would want to get a coach for sure. Awesome. So please share with our audience your favorite quote. I would say 
well, I don't know the exact, it's like do unto others what you want to be done to you. So like basically treat others the way you want to be treated. For me, it's kind of like a karma thing. It's like the energy that you put out is the energy that you're going to get back. And so same with people, you know, the energy that you put out to other people, you're going to get that back. If you're constantly gossiping, you know, talking about behind people, people's back, being rude, being negative, that's going to end up coming back to you. And that's the last thing that you really want when you're, when you're really trying to develop yourself as a person. So for me, that quote, do unto others as you would want others to do to you. That's like, that's a huge thing for me. Nice. That I don't know if this is a quote, but this is the title of a book, and I always think about it. And it's "The Obstacle Is the Way." It's a famous book by Ryan Holiday. But that quote in general, I really like because I think for me, when I've been like the most down in in my life, it's because I hit an obstacle, I hit a challenge, and I didn't really know what to do. Every single time I read that book, it basically is is saying it's basically telling me the obstacle is the way. It's, it's going to be the way to your journey. You have to be able to get through the obstacle. You can't just turn around and go back. You're going to have to figure it out. It's making obstacles seem less scary by making them seem common because we all have obstacles and we are all are constantly hitting challenges and obstacles in our life. And I used to really get discouraged and just kind of turn around and walk, walk away if I hit an obstacle. But now I realize, well, the only way to actually get what I want is to actually confront the obstacle head on and figure out either a way to go around it, through it, over it, something, but not turning around and going back because that's just giving up and retreating. Absolutely. I love that too. I'm always talking to my clients about seeing obstacles as rocks. We get to choose and we get to decide if those rocks are boulders or if they're the pebbles, the exact pebbles we need to pave our way to success and happiness. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 